present I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue, the antidote to panel games. At the piano is Colin Sell and your chairman is Humphrey Littleton. Welcome to I'm Sorry I Haven't a Clue. You join us at the Pavilion Theatre amidst the southern coastal splendour of Bournemouth. The town's origins can be traced to one Louis Tregonwell, who built the first house here in 1810 as a retirement home. He planted the famous pine trees of the area for their scent, which was believed to cure various diseases. However, the habit of tree sniffing has lately fallen out of <laughs> with the advent of the pine-fresh toilet duck. In Bournemouth's early years, shops were banned, and tradesmen had to call from Poole or Christchurch. It was only thanks to the townsfolk's exceptionally acute sense of hearing that anyone ever heard them at all. (laughs) It wasn't until 1941 that Bournemouth came to the world's attention when the course of World War II was changed for good after the Japanese made the mistake of bombing Poole Harbour. (laughs) The Dorset coast is also famous for its sedimentary deposits dating from the Eocene age, and the curious still come here in search of fossils and even obscure little-known dinosaurs. Let's meet the teams. Please welcome on my left, Graham Carden and Barry Cry. And on my right, Tim Brooke Taylor and Sandy Toxvig. And settling down on my left hand, please welcome our scorer, the delightful Samantha. Okay, we might as well get on with it. We start with a round called Dumbing Up, which is intended to reverse the inexorable move towards down-market TV and radio programs. Okay, teams, I'd like your suggestions, please, for TV and radio shows that might be made more upmarket or intellectually challenging. And Graham, will you start, please? Um, who wants to be a Moliere? <laughs> Tim. The bill, the bill is now the invoice. <laughs> Sandy. Animal Hospital becomes Buper Pets. <laughs> Bruce's The Price is Immaterial. <laughs> Doctor Whom? <laughs> Goodness gracious, moi. <laughs> Scooby Doo, therefore I am. Tinky Winky, Dipsy, Lala, and Edgar Allan Poe. (laughs) The Archbishop of Dibley. (laughs) Channel 4, Racine from Newmarket. (laughs) Through the keyhole at one's other home. (laughs) 
Ready, steady, ask cook to start dinner now. <laughs> Watchdog without Anne Robinson. <laughs> They think it's Range Rover. <laughs> Repeats of the goodies. Ah. <laughs> OK, well, after that flood of invention, <laughs> the teams are going to sing for us now in a round called One Song to the Tune of Another. Now, I can see from their look of puzzlement that the teams are anxious to know exactly what in blue blazes this could be all about. <coughs> well, it's actually not nearly as complicated as it sounds, teams. You might like to think of your tune as a house and the words as the interior decor, which, of course, can be changed. A sort of musical version of changing rooms, if you will. That's where two couples swap houses and redecorate them in the style of a Dutch brothel or Bombay public toilet. <laughs> <laughs> Now, I know what you're thinking, teams. Thank goodness that's all sorted out, except he's forgotten to explain where Handy Andy comes into this. <laughs> well, we don't need a Handy Andy banging away on his own in the background trying to destroy a perfectly good piece of furniture. <laughs> Not when we have Colin Sell at the piano. <laughs> We'll start with you, Barry. Would you please sing the words of Lou Reed's Walk on the Wild Side to the tune of Putting on the Ritz? <laughs> Holly came from Miami, FLA, hitchhiked away across the USA. Plucked her eyebrows on the way, shaved her legs, and then he was. She, she said, hey... Babe, take a walk on the wild side <laughs> Said, hey honey, take a walk on the wild side And the coloured girls go do, 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 It's you now, Graham. Would you please sing the words of Bob Marley's I Shot the Sheriff to the tune of The Skater's Waltz? <laughs> I shot the sheriff, but I did not shoot the deputy. All round in my hometown, they're trying to track me down. They say they want... To bring me in guilty For the killing of a deputy For the life of a deputy But I say I shot the sheriff But I swear it was in self-defense I shot the sheriff And they say it's a capital offense Sheriff John Brown always hated me For what I don't know Every time that I plant a seed Sandy, now, would you please sing the words of Madonna's Hanky Panky to the tune of Lily Marley? <laughs> Some girls they like candy and others like to grind. I'll 
settle for the back of your hands or am I behind? <laughs> Treat me like I'm a bird girl. Even when I'm being good to you, I don't want you to thank me. Look to spank me. Just spank me. Some guys like to sweet talk. Others they like to tease. I'm a hands behind my back and do them in ecstasy. Don't sober me with kisses. I can get that from my sister. Finally, Tim, would you please sing the words of the goodies Funky Gibbon song to the tune of Hey Jude? <laughs> Where the goodies, how do you do? We've just been down to the zoo. We saw a monkey in a cage. Doing a dance that could be the rage It's not hard, so let's all do The funky gibbon Do, do, do the funky gibbon We are here to show you how Do You were fantastic, ladies and gentlemen. Yes, thank you there to Colin Seller, without whose talent on the piano we seem to have managed for the last 12 years. Right, we have a game with a difference now. This is where the team say things that are totally unfunny. And the thing that's different about it is that they're doing it deliberately. It's called straight face and shouldn't be confused with the similar game called straight fake, which involves sticking pins into a group photo of the shadow cabinet, the winner being the player that picks out Michael Portillo. Okay, teams, I'd like you to exchange random words on a subject of my choosing. Anyone enlisting even the slightest titter from our audience will be disqualified. This week's subject is things that women keep in their handbags. Okay, teams, I'd like you to utter your humour-free words in turn, please, starting with you, Tim. Tissues. Razor. Batteries. Lipstick. <laughs> A fisherman's friend. That's two words. It's one object. You know your own business best. <laughs> Show business is mine. <laughs> your secret is safe with me. <laughs> 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 mm. 
purse. Moist. Titter. I heard a titter there. <laughs> oh, please. Did you? Oh, yeah. No, over there. Mm. Over there. Yeah. Oh. Sorry, oh. Barry. Goodbye. It's supposed to be Bonnie. <laughs> <laughs> he's, he's turned into Anne Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> well. Okay, uh, who wants to go next? Moist towelettes. You just did that to excite me, didn't you? Yes. <laughs> it's worked. Yes. <laughs> Graham. Saxophone. Scissors. Crampons. <laughs> what? She could be a mountaineer. My phone number. Wait a Talk. minute, I heard a titter from my right here. <laughs> that was Tim. It was Tim tittering. It was Tim, Tim. Yeah. Oh, I've got lost now. <laughs> Whoever's word that was. It was right. Tim's word. He's, he's out. You're out, Tim. Sorry. <laughs> We're going for a walk later, huh? <laughs> On. You carry on, Sandy, if you like. Okay. <laughs> Shetland pony. <laughs> little one, a little one. Stable. <laughs> Everything. I, I heard but... a titter from Tim, so you're <laughs> you're both out. I won. Our next game is called Unoriginal Innovations and is inspired by the Innovations Catalogue. We all get get mountains of this junk mail delivered daily, offering page upon page of products of interest only to the weak-willed and gullible. Personally, I remain totally unaffected by them. Thanks, at last, that is, to my handy solar-powered all-in-one catalogue shredder and composter. But these catalogues got me to wondering how older inventions might have been sold by the magic of the mail-order catalogue, and I'd like the teams to share some of their favourites with us. Sandy, will you start, please? How many times have you accidentally put out a burning cigarette on one of your children? (laughs) Who hasn't stubbed out a cigar on a passing domestic pet? End burnt infant and singed moggy misery with the ashtray. Like all great ideas, the genius lies in the simplicity of this device. It's a tray which catches ash. Order now before emphysema stops you being able to. (laughs) Graham. No more tangled flex worries. (laughs) Is your hairdryer flex in a tangle? Is it getting frayed and dangerous? Time to get a cable-free, hand-operated towel. Tim. Worried your baby is sleeping or not? No longer, thanks to Alexander Graham Bell's amazing new telephone. If you're on holiday in America, for example, you can keep in touch with your baby at all times. <laughs> One cry, and you immediately board the Queen Mary, and bingo, five days later, your crib side. <laughs> your personal number is two. Want to know more? Ring one. Very. The toilet roll. New from Thomas Crapper and Son. Crapper's delight. Accessorise your water closet. No more dock leaves. 
No more asking the man next door if he's got two fives for a ten. <laughs> That's all behind you, as is... As is New Crapper's Delight. We put our business in your hands and vice versa. Ivor Trump of Staines writes... Before discovering your product, I was so desperate, I nearly shot myself. (laughs) That's from The Guardian. (laughs) Experts agree it's the number one product, the Royce of Rolls. Try Crapper's Delight. Right, teams, I'd like now to introduce a wonderful old Victorian parlour game called Squeak, Piggy, Squeak. Oh, great. That we loved to watch the servants playing when I was a lad. So, let's now return to that innocent age when young boys in cloth caps bowled wooden hoops along with a stick. Finely dressed gentlemen presented crinoline ladies with flowers in the street. And smiling chocolate box soldiers had their limbs blown off in the Crimea. As I recall, Jenkins the butler would blindfold himself, get into a plastic bag, stick an orange... Oh, sorry. I'll read that one again. Jenkins the butler would blindfold himself, and when he'd located one of the domestics by touch alone, would endeavour to sit on their lap with the aid of a cushion. Once sat there, he would pinch the poor woman before shouting, Squeak, piggy, squeak! He would then attempt to identify the squealer simply by the sound of their squeal. And what fun it was. <laughs> right, teams, I shall essay the role of Jenkins for this one, and you will be the servants. <laughs> I shall now... It was ever thus. <laughs> I shall now blindfold myself before feeling my way into each of your respective laps. When I give the command, squeak, piggy, squeak, I'd like the person on whose lap I'm sitting to squeal like a pig. Right, teams, my blindfold is now securely on. Are you ready? (laughs) Then here I come. (laughs) For the benefit of listeners at home, I've just located my first lap and I'm mounting it... I'm mounting it now, so... (laughs) Whoever you are, squeak, piggy, squeak! (laughs) (laughs) I know this one. That's you, Tim, isn't it? No, I'm I'm over here. Barry. No, I'm behind you. Graham? No, not me, not me. Surely it's not Sandy? No, uh, sorry, I'd gone to the shops for a minute. Well, who is it then? Uh, Humph, I think you're sitting on the pig. (laughs) Of course. Well, that was a lot harder than I thought. <clears throat> Let's move on now to a brand new game called... <laughs> called... Get that pig out of here. <laughs> it's a brand new game called Pick and Mixfords which is all about removal firms and house moves. Did you get that? 
You do understand that. I'm trying to ignore a titter from the end of the row here. Sorry, I was just I was thinking how glad I was I went to university. <laughs> In case you didn't catch that, this is a brand new game called Pick and Mixfords, which is all about removal firms and house moves. Now, Tim and Barry might be at something of an advantage in this one, as they ran a small removals firm during a short lull in work between 1968 and last Thursday. (laughs) In this round, one team assumes the role of removals men, delivering furniture and other belongings which they should describe. The other team will be nosy neighbours who try to identify who the new homeowner might be. Okay, Barry and Graham, you can be the removals men. The identity of your new homeowner will now be flashed to the theatre audience via the laser display board. <laughs> While for listeners at home, here's the mystery voice. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Snow White and the Seven Dwarves. Okay, start moving your things in, please, Barry and Graham. <whistles> Darling? Yes? Darling, get off, get off, get off. Something's happening next door. <laughs> oh, all right. I'm off. What's that noise? I don't it's know. It's whistling. Well, it's never whistled before. <laughs> no, there's whistling from next door. Let's eavesdrop. Okay. Up your end. Oh. I don't think we should watch any more. <laughs> That stopped the whistling. Oh. Right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. Oh. Isn't it a heavy bugger, Tristram? It's oh. only a bed. It's only a bed, for goodness sake. Only come a on. Bed. Yeah, come on. Oh! There we are. Anyway, the other seven, they're not so big. No, no, they're all right. Smaller they're, ones. They're Get ni- them in there. Oh, nice little beds they are, they? Nice. They're magnificent. Magnificent little These beds. Seven. seven of them, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Tell you what, leave the beds, leave your beds out of it. Can, can I get you a cup of tea? What? Oh, oh, very oh, kind very of you. Kind, we're parched. Uh, yeah, eighteen lumps in mine, thanks. And uh, <laughs> a nice cup of tea go with this um, this half-eaten apple we found, won't it? That's yeah. right. God, another load of stuff here, a load of picture frames. What's this uh, all about? Oh, what's that for? Oh, oh, oh she's got uh, photos from her chemist. Apparently, they're nearly ready. Oh, right. Yeah, she's going to get... <laughs> yeah. She'll be getting her photos from the chemist when they're ready. She, she said to me she's... yesterday, yeah. yeah, yeah she, she said, said that. someday my stuff will come back from the chemist. She said that, didn't she? I know, yeah, I heard her. Hmm. What have we got now, then? With tools and implements, garden and implements. implements. They're a bit Go- small, Garden stuff, isn't it? All well, this? some of it is pickaxes and all sorts. Cool. Yeah, cool. Very small, very small. Yeah, but not this. What? Blimey. Look at the length of this. Good grief. Cool. What, is, what is that? I don't know. It's a hoe, isn't is it? Is it? Oh, yeah. Oh, never seen... Oh. <laughs> oh, what ne- a high hoe. Oh, no, I've never seen... <laughs> Would it be um, a woman with seven small friends? No, that's Michael Jackson. Oh, so it is. <laughs> seven dwarfs? Oh, oh. Well, I notice it's very nearly the end of the week of the show. <laughs> Just not before we squeeze in a round of Swanee Kazoo. It's where the teams combine the gentle ululation of the Swanee whistle and the guttural rasp of the kazoo. 
Piano accompaniment will be provided by none other than Colin Sell. Actually, Colin was telling us he's just completed a three-week run on Broadway. <laughs> His was the slowest time ever recorded <laughs> for the Tooting Marathon. <laughs> Tim and Sandy, you're going to start. Your song is The Hokey Cokey, and it's to feature Sandy Toxvig on the kazoo and Tim Brooke Taylor on the swanee whistle. <laughs> Excuse me, did you know, incidentally, that the World Hokey Cokey champion died last week? <laughs> no, it took him five hours to get him into the coffin. <laughs> Your turn now, Barry and Graham. Your song is uh, the Gilbert and Sullivan number, A Policeman's Lot is Not a Happy One, and it's to feature Barry Cryer on the kazoo and Graham Garden on the Swanee Whistle. gentlemen, as the David Shaler of time prepares to confront the eternal scales of justice, having long since defeated the bathroom scales of destiny, <laughs> I notice it's the end of the show. So from the team, Samantha, myself and the good folk of Bournemouth, it's goodbye. Timbrook Taylor, Barry Cryer, Graham Garden and Sandy Toxvig were being given silly things to do by Humphrey Littleton, Colin Sell setting some of them to music. The programme consultant was Ian Pattinson and the producer was John Naismith.